Hello, hello. Hey, up. What's up? What's good? Okay, cosa succede? Ni hao, pubiet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. We have a fantastic episode for you today with a brilliant guest. The first female speed skater from India, Shruti Kotwal, joins the show. Shruti is from Pune, India. In 2017, she represented India at the Asian Winter Games. And in 2014, she broke the national record that she had previously set herself in the 500-meter event. She holds five gold medals from the Indian National Ice Skating Championships and a bronze from the National Winter Games. Currently, she's training in Salt Lake City with her eyes set on 2022 Winter Games in Beijing. This in itself is a mark of success, as previously, Shruti had no facilities, no recognition, and no support. By being the first woman in her sport, she's had no one to look to and no one to assist in the troubles that she faced or the questions that she had. After she finished university, she moved to Calgary, Canada to begin her training, and now is putting in long hours, long days of endurance training to strengthen her body for the Olympics. It was an awesome, awesome conversation. On today's episode, Shruti talks about the journey to where she's at now and why she elected to wait to pursue her dream until after she had finished school. Shruti also talks about her day-to-day training and what she found most difficult when she first arrived in the States. Finally, Shruti and I discuss what it's like being the first and, and how she does persevere through the times of doubt, through the times of uncertainty. And although she has an Olympic dream, she doesn't need the Olympics to validate her career and that she is a success already. Really, really enjoyed my conversation with Shruti. She's an absolute gem. It's awesome watching her train. I'm super stoked to watch her continue the journey. Thrilled for everyone to meet her. So let's go ahead and bring on India's first female speed skater, Shruti Kotwal. And let's learn. You're the first female athlete from India to compete in speed skating. So when were you first introduced to the sport? Um, I was introduced um, in 2011, but I never really um, got to pursue that or continue because it was a scholarship and um, I was kind of like um, coming from India, taking sports as a career was like a big, big deal. So sports is not considered as a career back home. Um, so when I was introduced, it was in Germany. Um, it was a speed skating academy where um, I got to go um, from the ice skating union um, and I got to experience speed skating. But then I went back home. I was still in school and uh, my parents and I, we were like, we're not sure if we really want to do this. Like I really wanted to speed skate, but I wasn't ready to leave everything else for that. Um, so yeah, I did that for less about less than three months and then I never really um yeah, never really skated again for the next few years. But it was always on my mind and I wanted to do it. But the only way um I could have been able to do it is by leaving everything else. So I would have to stop school at home, I would have to leave my family, friends and everything, and I would have to move to some place like this, like Salt Lake. I wasn't ready at that time. Oh, you weren't ready at that time. So what was next in the progression for you when you finally found that, that I am ready and I do want to pursue this? Um, honestly, because of the um, typical Indian upbringing, my parents were just like, you have to graduate school first. So, um, and I still had two years to go. 
Um, so I finished that and when I graduated is when I uh, decided to do this. So that's when I moved to Calgary, Canada and uh, then I started speed skating again. But it was like a big gap. So it was like starting again. Yeah. Literally. yeah. And you also had extensive experience roller skating, correct? Yes. Roller skating, but not inline skating. Mm -hmm. So it's not the same. It doesn't really help you that much roller skating because I was mostly a quad skater. I don't know if you know what quads are. Mm -hmm. uh, they are like two and two wheels, two in the front and two in the back. Yeah. So you don't really have to balance or learn edges. It's not a super competitive sport. So that's what I did. And um, that's why it was so hard for me to transition to speed skating because if I just came from inline skating, it would have been like any other inline skater that just almost quite easily um, transfers to ice. Yeah. So when you were making that transition, I know it's difficult. So what were some of the things that frustrated you the most? Was balance the hardest thing? Um, first it was balance, but it like on ice, it was balance, but off ice, I want to say it was like the fitness. Um, because like back home, um, our, I didn't really have a coach for ice skating. And then, um, the coach in roller skating was not very, um, he didn't know a lot. So our practice was generally, yeah, just come warm up a little bit, skate a little bit and go home. So. I really felt like coming uh, into a professional sport was a shock to my system and to my body. Um, actually seeing that people bike for hours, people run for hours, people skate for hours. And I was like, damn, I wasn't used to that. That was a big, big shock. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I want to say, I just skated a little bit in my life. I wouldn't say I was an athlete. You were amazed that people were skating and running, doing these long endurance races. And that's physically tough, but it's also mentally tough. So for you, how did you start training yourself mentally to be able to go over these long durations? Um, because I didn't come from a culture that is really um, about sports or, or I didn't grow up with that. Like I grew up as a skater, but I didn't grow up as an athlete, I want to say. Yeah. So it was so hard to just um digest the fact like i said like oh it's a three-hour bike ride and then i was like what so that was just too much for me and i think just um i did not like um obviously um progress that quickly it took a very long time for me to do that and to adjust to different things that we were doing and we were doing so much every single day so um, it was very challenging. I would come home and I would want to give up every day. But I think the fact that I wanted to really get better at skating is what kept me going. Like I knew that I can be better. And I looked at other skaters and it made me feel like I want to skate like that. I want to be like that. Um, and that's what kept me going. To continue on the mental aspect, how do you get yourself now in the right frame of mind when it comes to a competition or a race? Now that you've done this for a couple of years, what's your, your technique and approach mentally for a race? Um, so um, this has taken a very long time and I'm still working on it. But for a race, um, I really have to visualize a lot. Um, I have to keep thinking about it. I have to do um, things similar to racing in practice, almost approach practice like that so that I don't uh, overwhelm myself. 
and uh, because I uh, don't really have family or friends that come out and cheer for me a lot because I'm obviously traveling alone. So I have to imagine, um, like I do all sorts of things to like make myself feel like I have people because I'm that person who would need that kind of support. So I approach with a lot of visualization and I'm still working on it, but that's how I do it. Well, I know it's gotta be tough. Like you said, you don't have a lot of people around you. You're doing all this by yourself. And you're the first woman from India to compete in the sport. You're a trailblazer. You're a pioneer. Do you feel that there's extra pressure that comes with being the first? I I think there, there is. Um, there is no other way to say it. Um, especially because um, I don't have anybody who would have given me the kind of guidance like, okay, uh, you can, you know, this person can be your coach or you can get into this team or you could go to Canada, you could go to Salt Lake. Like I had to figure out everything by myself. Um, so that did make me strong. But at the same time, so many people look up to me for that from home. And uh, that kind of feels like a lot sometimes. I feel like I have to do well because so many people are looking up to me and looking at my results. And um, unfortunately, people always judge you with your results. Mm -hmm. So even though you have a great story, it's always like, okay, did she qualify for the Olympics or what are her times? And then that's how they see your um, career. Yeah. So that's feel like a little bit of a pressure to me. But I try not to take it like that. I've, I've, I have been getting better. Yeah. One thing you mentioned there was that you didn't have anyone coaching you and showing you the ins and outs. And I'm sure there's lots of uncertainty that comes with being the first because you don't have anyone who's been in your shoes. So when you have a dilemma or some doubt, you don't have anyone that you can ask and you got to figure it out yourself. So how do you handle the uncertainty that comes with being the first? So first few years was super hard. Like every, every bad race that I would have, I would like question my whole journey. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, why am I putting myself into this? Like I had a comfortable life back home. I mean, I was doing all right in studies and I could have just been a normal Indian and not taken up sports. <laughs> but um, I often question myself. Uh, but right now, I mean, that was in the past, but right now I feel like um, Unknowingly, I have achieved so much over the years. Um, like you mentioned, I've, I've made friends all over the world, which I never imagined I would have. Um, I uh, learned so much. I have this experience that people my age don't have. And uh, yeah, on my way to come here, I feel like I've already achieved quite a bit, uh, which I did not imagine would happen without, you know, making that big, um olympic dream or going to world cups even before that so much has happened in my life which i did not uh, predict so yeah i feel like that has been pretty cool and uh, that is what keeps me going too so yeah I, I think you are a success no matter the outcomes no matter the results or the times or the events you are a success from what you're doing how about the the last year with all the changes too how did you adapt your career with all the cancellations that happen and the uncertainty of will the Olympics continue in, in Beijing? How'd you handle just all that? And what ways did you adapt and change your training? Um, so India literally just got off of lockdown a few weeks ago and it's still in half lockdown. So it's not in complete, everything's still not open all day. And we were like in a complete shutdown for almost more than a year. 
and it was really hard because I would, um, you know, social media can be really hard on you because you open up Instagram, you open up Facebook and you see all their teammates are still, you know, going outside and they're training and their countries are letting them, you know, train and they're getting stronger, but you're not able to do all that. So I did have that um, fear where I was like, I'm missing out onto so much and I felt like I should either stop um, like I should stop skating uh, because the lockdown did not seem to end it just kept going every month we thought it's gonna end by this but it went on for more than a year um, but I think um, as soon as the flights opened up I came here and uh, the reason I uh, changed my mindset was because I knew that if I wouldn't have come, I wouldn't have been happy back home. I wasn't satisfied with my career. I'm not satisfied with um, what I've done till now. Like I want to do more. I know I have more in me. So um, even though I have these doubts in my mind about myself, uh, the minute the flights were opened up, um, I just booked my flight and yeah, I came over. So it was really hard, but at the same time, not as hard as to make me give up yeah so what's a typical training day like for you now um for now because it's, it's uh summer training and we don't have ice back yet um we are training twice a day it's uh mostly cycling it's running it's a lot of dry land it's short track skating sometimes we play hockey uh just because it's good for you know um learning different drills and stuff so we're doing so many different sports except long track speed skating that we're supposed to do. Yeah. But I think that's the conditioning we need for um, the winter. So with all the training and going twice a day and you're burning a ton of calories, especially now that you're used to these long endurance training that you have to do, <laughs> what is the cheat meal or the go-to meal to celebrate or reward yourself after a week of successful training? What do you go to? I think here in America, you cannot avoid burgers and that's been my cheat meal. Um, Cause I feel like I came here and every place just serves burgers and fries. And <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like, no matter where you are, that's on the menu. So uh, initially I had that a lot. And then I was like, no, I need to take a step back. I need to stop eating this. And uh, I, uh, yeah, that's not, that's not my cheat meal. <laughs> okay. So what do you feel is the biggest lesson you've learned from the last year? Because it's just an incredible year for you, probably unforgettable year in the sense of your training for the Olympics, pandemic, everything. What do you feel is the biggest life lesson you've learned? I think the biggest life lesson, I, uh, and not just in the pandemic, but I think it applies everywhere, is that um, if you have the drive and the passion for something, nothing can really stop you. Mm -hmm. Because the whole year I kept talking about quitting skating, I'm getting old, I'm not able to get to be on the ice and I could see other people training like other countries were uh, affected for a short period of time and then they got back on track. But India was just like getting worse and worse. So um, I kept thinking I'm not going to do this, I'm done. But then, uh, like I said, at the moment, a um, little bit like uh, travel opened up, I just took my flight and I'm here and I'm already training. So I think if you have the passion and the drive, uh, nothing can really stop you. I'm also intrigued because you've lived now in three different countries, growing up in India, you've lived in Canada for a time and now you live in the United States. How have each yeah. one of those shaped you? And, and are there certain aspects of, of Canada that are gonna be with you forever and certain aspects of 
living in the United States that you think you're going to have with you forever? I think so. I think wherever I go, um, it stays a little bit with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Canada. I started feeling like I was almost Canadian because I lived there for a little bit and uh, I had so many Canadian friends. And uh, with me, because I'm the only person in the sport, um, I don't get to make, make Indian friends. I mean, obviously, where would I? So if I was in university, I would meet a ton of people. But uh, in the sport, that I am in, um, or any sport, actually, I wouldn't meet any other Indian female. So, or just Indians, it was really hard for me to make friends at first. But then I really uh, had to make that extra effort to I was in culture shock, but I was pretending not to be in. And I was like, Okay, this is all cool. I'm just gonna like try and make friends. It was really hard at first. But then I made some really good friends everywhere that I went. Um, especially Canada because I lived there for so long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think every place also taught me so much. Now I've just decided or what I've learned is not to expect too much uh, where you go because you carry a lot with you from your previous place and you expect that from your next place. And uh, if that place does not deliver, then you're disappointed. So um, what I've learned is to just you know, go with it and, you know, not try to fit in exactly, but just, uh, you know, enjoy where you are with the local people and local culture. Mm-hmm. That way you won't be disappointed that much. Incredibly, incredibly wise philosophy. I love that of, of lowering your expectations. And just because it was some way in one location doesn't mean it's going to be the next. And, doesn't, and if it's not like that, it's not a bad thing. What were some of the culture shock moments you had here in the States that you couldn't wait to tell friends back in India? You're like, oh my gosh, in the United States, blank. A lot of culture shocks with uh, training. Like, for example, here, people train for just crazy long hours. Yeah. I wasn't used to that. So uh, in any other country that I've been to, they do train a lot. Probably the volume is the same, but it doesn't go out for that long. So here, for example, if we're meeting at six in the morning then the training first we're doing like a warm-up a big warm-up then short track skating for two hours then we get off we do like dry land for an hour then we're doing some more prehab exercises for an hour and i'm like i've been here six hours already <laughs> it's only 11 in the morning and we got to come back for another training so that would drive me crazy yeah. but again i i was showing like it's all cool it's all good <laughs> Uh, it was just in my mind and now I'm used to it. So I know how things work, so it's fine. But that was that in training. And I think outside of training, I was um, pretty shocked with everything in America with the sizes. I think the roads are massive. The cars are massive. People have these huge cars, these huge houses. Everything's so big here. So that was a little bit uh, that I'd not seen in any other place. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you been able to get out and explore some of the amazing outdoors that Salt Lake has? And if so, what have been your most memorable location? I've uh, I've not had a chance to do a lot, but I obviously did go in the mountains and um, I tried skiing for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that was really, really cool. And uh, um, yeah, it was scary because I ended up going on the black uh, without knowing that I was Ooh, on the black. That's yeah. <laughs> But it was so much fun and it's so beautiful here. Um, I really, really like it. I like that there's mountains everywhere. 
all the time yeah. and unrealistic i mean i keep telling my family it's unreal and uh, there's like pictures don't do justice to to the place yeah yeah this has been so much fun just absolute joy chatting with you how can people stay up to date with your journey and life in preparation for the next Olympic Games in Beijing? You can follow me on Instagram. It's simple. It's at Indian Speed Skater. Um, also, you could follow me on LinkedIn with Indian Speed Skater. Um, uh, my Facebook recently got hacked, so I don't want to recommend or sh give a shout out to that. But I guess Instagram would be the place to follow my journey. So cool, yeah. so cool. I love what you're doing. Best of luck. Uh, I, I'd love to chat again, especially leading up to the games and final ones. I'd love to chat again, but just thank you for today. Thank you so much for having me again. And yeah, nice chatting. Okay. All right. Bye. See you. Bye-bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Shruti. Be sure to give her a follow on Instagram. Be on the lookout for her next year in Beijing. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway Show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story, each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like, you know, New York's favorite son. <laughs>